You're listening to the Senator Podcast, a weekly or occasional look at all things Ottawa Senators, including news, opinions, wacky rumors, drunken rants, bad jokes, overly optimistic outlooks on clearly precarious things, and more. I am your anonymous host, Senator. But now the problem is people are actually listening yeah, to this I know. thing. And like, yeah, well, better talk about some things that people are interested in. Which brings me to EugeneMelnick.com. Are you familiar with this new website? It's it's one of the hottest one of the hottest things on the web lately. Uh, Eugene if, this, if this was on YouTube right now, oh my god, people would be laughing. They could see the facial expressions yeah, we're making we're about not, this thing. We're not going to say what our facial expressions are. Uh, it was just, I mean, uh, I'm just not really sure where to begin and what we can actually say. But it's just funny <laughs> that <laughs> what Sense fans have been begging for is, is there a way that Eugene Melnick can just keep a lower profile for a little bit? And it was going so well. We had a few months. We hadn't heard from him. He did a, an interview here, an interview there. And then, on Alfie's birthday, on on Daniel Alfredson's birthday, he launches EugeneMelnick.com. Is it .com? It's probably org, right? <laughs> I think it's .com. I think he bought that domain name, and I'm shocked... I'm shocked someone else didn't grab it first, but someone it was did. available. Someone did, and he bought it. If I can, if I can tell you the truth, when I saw him change his Twitter picture to that picture of him with the smart sweater and the call, I was like, "Oh no, he's up to something." Like th- there is, this is a a brand rehabilitation thing or something. He. We're about to see a new Eugene Melnick, and now he has his own website. So I don't know if anyone's really dug into what's on there. Frankly, I'm scared to. I, it, I'm just not interested. I, it's not personal. It's just we seem to be at our best when we're not focused on the owner, right? Yeah. It just seems like everything's a little smoother when we're not obsessing over what the owner's doing. So, for him to have his own website. Here's the thing, Sense fans. Let's just not think about the owner. Maybe it just didn't happen. Maybe there isn't that website. 
here's the thing. When I talk to people in real life, as in outside of Twitter and outside of the comment section on my website, like when Mrs. Senschirp asks me to articulate why I'm mad at Eugene Melnick, I almost always end up sounding like an idiot. Like it's really, it's, it's hard to explain. There are a lot of things about it that are unique to the Sens fan experience that it's hard to, hard to get someone else outside of being a Sens fan to understand why you're frustrated with him. Because a lot of it just comes down to like, we're mad at him because he doesn't have money. And our answer to that is to give him less money. It just got the whole logic our, our entire, falls apart so our, yeah, quickly. Our logic about this whole situation was very silly. Yeah. And there are lots of, I mean, he's, none of this is going to make it to air. Like this is the kind of thing that you, but it, yeah, I mean, when the website came up, I was like, really? Do I? I don't need this. And then I started looking at it. Like, oh, that's that's fine. That's okay. He, yeah. he, yes, that's true. He owns a hockey team. And then you click on the blog section. It's like, oh, my God. What What is, is going to be gonna here? Be? What You click on it. Oh, and it's, an it's, a, it's, it's talking about the well-being of children during a pandemic and what do we do to fight concussions in sports? And like, hmm, hmm, maybe, maybe I'm the problem here. Yeah. Maybe I just maybe we need to take a step back. Just and stop think, getting so worked up about just, it, right? Let's let's st- take a step back here and just be like, uh, the guy owns a hockey team. He he's a, a little bit eccentric, eccentric, eccentric. <laughs> I don't know, whatever the fucking word. He's is. all those things. He's it's, all those things. But it's like, it's true. But the thing that I keep coming back to recently, and maybe it's it's hindsight from a from a global pandemic. Maybe it's ten months without the team. I don't give a shit anymore. No. I can't. There was a time when it. I, I remember saying these exact words on the podcast. So hopefully nobody listened to the first episode. But like, there was a time when it felt like the Melnick out thing was sort of teetering on the edge and like maybe maybe a change in ownership was coming and and it's just it just felt like it was all about something but now it's just it's just a waste of time i mean the way how confident he's been through this whole thing makes me feel more confident about where we're at as a team yeah financially because some owners are incredibly nervous yeah He's like been on radio stations, being like, "We've got a plan. We'll be fine. Yeah. We have that f- fucking one hundred and twelve pager." Yeah, I don't know. It does feel like that recently. Is yeah, as especially recently. And again, I'm willing to admit I'm blinded by the fact that I just haven't seen the team in a while, and I just want to watch hockey again. But he does. He does seem to have a certain confidence throughout this this period and and while sends fans on twitter continue to stress and freak out about little things i don't see that from him and i get i get why there's a difference there it's like he's trying to portray the image of an owner with money to burn and who can do it and who can support it and fans are stressed because he's proven he can't but 
recently I I sensed that same confidence and I'm just like, why don't I just hope for the best here? Like, there's nothing I can do personally that's going to impact this. So why not just just hope that maybe it it is going to be different this time? Because that's the thing I've I come back to through all of this, and I've said this on multiple episodes. I believe him when he says he wants to win a Stanley Cup. He does. does. I don't think he has much else going on right now. I think that's it. I really do think that is his focus. I think to the outside perspective, you would say he's going to take shortcuts and this isn't the way to do it and he should invest more here and spend more here. Fair enough. But he... He's going to do it the way he thinks is going to work. But also, I just I have 100% confidence in that part that that's the most important thing to him. Yeah. No, nobody, I mean, nobody is owning a pro sports team right now to make money. Not this year. Right? I mean, like, in any sport. But he seems like one of the more confident sports team owners yeah, I mean, I think which he is just, insane. He liked that he could just turn the lights off for a bit and not. He did like that. For not sure. have to pay anyone, but no, I I really do believe that I I'm scared to scared to know what's in the middle pages of the 112 page master plan. But Could I believe at the end is a Stanley Cup. I believe that's what he cares about. I believe that's why he sold off all his other assets and held on to this one. Not because he sees this financial windfall in the Ottawa hockey market, because we all fucking know that's not There's true. There's no fucking money. <laughs> there here, are multiple that right owners now. that have have demonstrated that's not the case. But I think he just wants to win the cup, and he wants to. He wants to. He wants to ride that donkey behind you and you on. Here's the, way. the thing: I'm 100 percent confident when Ottawa wins the Stanley Cup, Eugene Melick's going to ruin it somehow. Like he's going to. Do something weird with the cup when they hand. He's gonna drop oh, it. He's, he's gonna, gonna kiss it. There's gonna be drool. Just he's like gonna a- lick the side of the thing. Something weird is gonna happen. But he wants the cup. We want the same thing. He's gonna ruin it, even if they win it. But I think everyone's just at the point where all the other noise on the outside. It's people yeah. just want to ignore it. I think, and it's. It's we're just being at, the, at this point as sense fans though, and in my opinion, I just want to fucking watch the sense fucking play hockey, a hockey game. Imagine God, it's that. It's been so goddamn long. Just that, I think, I mean, I think this podcast is fucked. Once there's actual hockey games that we have to, we're gonna do some live ones. Like, well, it's that gonna was, be, we're gonna do some. Nikita Zaitsev made a fine pass there in that first period. There's, uh, there's fucking Zub there. Zub, he <laughs> does exist. Confirmed. Artem that's, Zub is a, that's a, is hockey a player. real that's human. That's a hockey player. Yeah, it will be nice to just start talking about the actual The team. whole point of this thing, right? Just. Yeah.
where were we? We went way too long on the Melnick Minute. Which, every time someone talks about Eugene Melnick, every time we talk about Eugene Melnick, every time I talk to my cat about Eugene Melnick, it ends up kind of veering away. I don't think it's even about Eugene Melnick always. Sometimes it's just about where things are at with Sens fans, right? And I think people hear Eugene Melnick's name and it immediately gets linked to negativity and then people make the same points and we talk about all the same stuff. But I think what's happening a lot lately, and I hope it's permanent, but I think I think it's it's largely a product of how long <laughs> we've all just been waiting to watch a Ottawa Senators hockey game again. But I think people are just kind of growing tired of that conversation. And it does seem like on on Twitter, on my website, there is a little bit of a shift in that people are ready to be... People are ready to have their default setting as optimism. Like, people are ready to just go back to feeling good about the team and and hoping for the best. And it's been a long time since it's been that way for Sense fans, right? I mean, it's... I miss it's that. Been... I miss that about Sense fans. There, there was... Like, there was a long time where it was just, like, complete anger and just yeah. hatred about but it. But like, we used to have a little swagger to us, right? I mean, I, I get that we're a small market. We talked, we talked about it last episode where it was, like, we never, we literally never talked about our prospects for a decade, mm-hmm. ever. Because it didn't matter, right? Because it didn't matter. Because it was about the... It was about the team. NHL roster and how our... Like, how are we going to compete for a Stanley Cup this year? How do we win this year? It's not about what we draft. It was literally never about that. But that's kind of what's funny about it is the last three years have been so dramatic and so terrible (laughs) that, I I don't know, we're under this impression that we've gone through decades of suffering. We're not Leaf fans, right? We're We're not Leaf fans here. We... We've had some moments. The team gets shit on by all the media because it's an easy team to shit on. I think partly it's because it's partly because we don't really we haven't really done a great job of sticking up for ourselves, right? Exactly. It does feel a little bit like at least in the last three years when it was there was no doubt it was terrible. We kind of joined in on that piling on thing and would exactly. it be like i think it was a it was a coping mechanism for us as sense fans to say like you're you're not making fun self, of us we'll self, make <laughs> yeah self-deprecation was, yeah. A, was a thing that we did like, but at this point it's like sense fans come on stick up for yourselves we're gonna be a good team in like we might even be a good team this year it's gonna it's gonna start this year <laughs> I, I, i've thought about this in my own head but the rebuild, there are three parts to it. It's the on-ice thing. It's rebuilding the roster. It's prospects. It's how do you feel the competitive team. It's the business side. It's how do we, how do we the team reestablish itself in the community. And it's the fan base. Because and it's <laughs> cause we got some shit to... <laughs> it's fickle. We have some shit to work through. Yeah. 
and we just need to get back to where we were not that long ago, like 2017. Like not long ago at all. <laughs> we did not go through, it feels like it, but we did not go through decades of suffering here, mm. right? Like we had... Imagine we, if we did. We wouldn't have a team. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is the highs and the lows seem to hit us harder than than other fan bases. But it just, it just, it seems like recently especially people are ready to just focus on on the good after this year going on. after this year of like covid and stuff is like we just want to watch hockey again yeah like it's it's true that is kind of the prevailing feeling among fans right now it's just like it's been so long as a center i will fan. watch any hockey player wearing that fucking sweet Sick 2d jersey. black jersey and i'll cheer for them but it does feel a little bit like and there have been a couple of really good articles along these lines on uh, on Welcome to Your Carlson Years that I'm thinking about. But we just got to get back to having like a little bit of a swagger. Like we got to – there are the pieces in place on the team. Brady Kachuk, God love him. But that's the – it feels like that's the – the personality the fan base the, needs to adopt. That's the right? identity that the team needs yeah, to take. Not completely. just the team, but the fans. The just, fans too. Yeah. Just like just, fuck you. Yeah, and we've come from the from the point where nobody respected Ottawa. I mean, this is what three years ago we almost accidentally won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and that was kind of in the middle of the period where no one respected Ottawa. But the last three years have just been shit and. And as fans of the Senators, we've joined in on it. Like, we we've should, piled we, on ourselves. we got to stop Enough that. of that, yeah, right? Enough of that. Like, I mean, if that's what it's going to be like, what the fuck's the it's point, a, right? That's that's an Ottawa, like, mentality, though. Like, we're not as good as Montreal. We're not as good as Toronto. Yeah. We're fucking better than both those fucking cities. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not sure they're the standard of excellence we need to worry about, but you're right. I mean, Toronto hasn't won a playoff series since they last beat Ottawa, which is just blows my mind. Insane. Like, I was like 16 years old. Yeah. I, to think that <laughs> these diehard, passionate fans have been watching their team lose for that long just blows my mind. Yeah. And then Montreal is just... They, <laughs> They just have this idea that they are the the gold standard in hockey. Yeah. Like, everyone should aspire to be as fucking short and yeah. boring as the Montreal Canadiens, right? Yeah. Like, there's, there's the history of it all with Montreal when they won all those Stanley Cups when there was, like, six teams in the league, league yeah. which they hang on to. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing going on there now. Like, that, that when we talk about the Canadian division... Toronto and Montreal, I, I don't even waste two seconds of my time worrying about those no. teams. Like they're both going through the most unique, completely fucked up, specific to Toronto and Montreal problems. Like yeah. Toronto was under they're, the impression they're not thinking about us either, which is fantastic. Yeah, right but now. I mean, like Toronto was under the impression that they were building this glorious team that would win year after year yeah. and now you look at their 
their blue line and are you kidding it's me still who's awful. like who's working is there someone down at it's not maple leaf gardens anymore but in toronto headquarters that has access to their depth chart on the blue line what the fuck is going on they last year it was cody cc was the answer and they just refuse <laughs> Refused. They actually they actually thought Cody CC would be like the answer for them. It's uh, like we told them a professional general manager human Kyle <laughs> Dubas. That I, it's insane. Nothing has ever entertained me more than when the Leafs traded for Cody CC and then watching them go through the stages the same, of yeah. Cody CC yeah, to just, to really understand what it's like to have Cody CC on your team. On your team yeah. But it's just. I don't, I'm not. Sh- I think that's part of it. Is Ottawa fans are, we're really hard on ourselves, but I don't think we look outward often enough to see what a train wreck we're surrounded by. Right? Like there are no, there is no gold standard in terms of organization. Certainly not in Canada. Not in Canada. No. And then even the teams that are. Like, there are no teams dominating. I mean, Tampa Bay Tampa Bay looks like a well-run organization and but sucks it, that they came in the same year as us. But it's... But it's hard, it's, it's hard as, a, like, as a team in Ottawa to be like... Like, Tampa Bay can easily sign players. Yeah. Someone wants to play somewhere. Have you been to... We went to we Tampa went Bay. We went to Tampa Bay. I want to sign with Tampa Bay. Like, this is lightning chirp. It is I'm, like... I want to go there. Yeah. Like that that would be an amazing place to just spend the rest of your life yeah. playing in Tampa Bay. Nobody wants to stay in Ottawa unless you have four kids already, right? <laughs> it's true. It does have that uh nice place to bring a family vibe. But I think that's the point. Like we're just we're way too hard on ourselves and we need to get back to ripping into our rivals right like enough is enough enough is enough like we know all the things ottawa has fucked up over the years but it it would just be nice if as Sens fans we could just kind of reset a little bit it's not it's not like we're perfect i'm not even sure i mean we have taken steps in the right direction but maybe it's not that many steps like there are definitely Shots you can still take at the Ottawa Senators, of course. But let's start taking shots the other way, right? Like, let's go back, have a little swagger here, because we've been the butt of the joke for, for a long far time, too long. for far too long. And I think what's even gonna, when we were fucking good, we were the butt of the joke. Yeah. Let's go here. You got to stick up for yourself so, a little bit, and I I understand how we got to this point in the last three years have have piled on to that, but fuck, like. When I go on Twitter and I read people complaining about who they hired as the new VP of tickets, and like, shut the f- it shut doesn't, up. No. It doesn't matter. No, like, fuck, make fun of Austin Matthews, fuck. Yeah. Like, they, they want a playoff series. That That's fucking, our biggest rival. That doofus can barely fucking grow a mustache. He just he mooned a security guard last offseason. We barely, come on. Like, let's start taking shots at other yeah. teams. We've, we've taken enough here. It's not that we're perfect, but the whole point of this stupid hobby is to... Have fun. To rip, yeah, and to rip on 
your rivals, right? And our rivals happen to be two of the most fucked up organizations. 